podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi everyone and thank you very much for tuning in to GigPod 134. I'm Stevie and this is indeed the Match Day 3 review. Red Bull Leipzig 3, Celtic 1. Um, Celtic are unfortunately now bottom of the group. And John, who is with me, now this was a game that we said Celtic would struggle in. Get into the match, I predicted a narrow defeat. Uh, you were quite optimistic, thinking there was going to be a draw. In the end, um, we were well and truly gubbed. And I know that after the match and during the match when we were talking to each other, um, you know, I certainly was in one of my chats and pretty fuming at what I saw on display from Celtic. And, you know, I think I was uh, in the minority, shall we say. But I think it was a collective feeling yet again at this level. I still have hope and I still have faith that this team can learn from last night. But I know that you take the opposite view and you think that some players are just not cut out for it in the Champions League. Hey, hello, Stevie. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really uh, very happy at all with last night, really. I mean, I know there's mitigating circumstances where I'm, we're missing our two best defenders and our probably most important midfielder get took off after half an hour, even though he had played pretty poorly up to then. But no, I thought it was a, a poor performance, really, against a team that I don't think were that good, but we made them look good and I would really be shocked if we managed to beat Leipzig when we played them on Tuesday night. But, I mean, we could talk about that. Well, I can't talk about it because I'm going to be in London. But, I mean, no, I saw some people, like, taking positives. But for me, I think it was the same old Celtic story in Europe. Miss ridiculous chances. Give away goals that are just laughable and give the opposition hundreds and hundreds of space in midfield where they can just waltz through and just destroy us. So, no, it was the, the same old story for me in Europe. And uh, it's not just a problem with Ange. It's been a problem with Celtic for years where the team just collapse mentally in Europe. Uh, so, I mean, 
Well, we never get a chance really because of it. When the last pod was recorded, of course, I was a doubt over CCV playing, and we we were talking about how important he was. And as soon as we texted each other when CCV was out, I mean, I just thought we're going to lose, and unfortunately, we did. But no, I thought it was a poor performance, all in all, especially when we got it back to one each. I mean, teams are meant to are meant to take confidence when they equalise, but it was the exact opposite for us. We just fell out of the game completely until I think the last five minutes and the game was over by then. That point you make about when we equalised and for some reason we just fell apart, That's but it was really in the second half that I lost it. The first half, they were slicing throughs and they get so much space in midfield and they were able to work passes and they were able to you know make space for themselves so much better than us. Now you expect that from a team at home, especially a team like Red Bull Leipzig and they've made mugs of better teams than Celtic but I think it was just how easy we made it for them in the first half and we could have got to them. I mean, I think I get really <laughs> buoyed up when I saw that Galashi in goal because I remember how honking he has been for them in general. Terrible against Rangers uh, at Ibrooks and he was criminal as well in that Shakhtar game, I believe, in the 4-1 game that they lost. I've never been impressed with him as a goalkeeper and I just remember see when it's like the opposite. Do you know how usually when a number one goalie goes off, right? And when the reserve goalie comes in, it's like it gives the opposition like a real shot in the arm. The team who have their number one goalkeeper going off start like being ultra cautious because they know they've really got to protect this uh, goalie who would never usually start. It's just true Celtic in Europe style, isn't it, John? That that goalkeeper that came on was way better than Galashi. He played the ball out for the back so comfortably. He made a great save from Kyogo. Like if that's Red Bull up against any other side, man, that goalkeeper's like throwing one into the net. Uh, he's like slicing it but he, he's doing a Joe Hart basically because it was Celtic in Europe <laughs> it's just the wee things just add up don't they John and I remember just like I was texting you because I remember saying to you before the game that Galashi is an absolute balloon and when he went off I said the Red Bull are going to be far better after this and what are the odds are aye and the exact opposite hand was really when uh, McGregor got took off and I mean it was it was his fault with it. well I don't know if it was his fault but he could have done much better for the opening goal and I know that Chris Sutton in commentary was harm on and on and on about how the board, the reason we, we fell apart so badly in the second half was because of McGregor not being there. And that might have something to do with it, but I suppose that is a bit... No, I can't... It's a wee bit unlucky, but I can't really put it last night down to luck because it was the same old ridiculous Celtic feelings in Europe. That second goal we gave away was not luck. Wasn't it bad luck by Joe Hart passing it right to a Leipzig player? That was just rank bad play. So, in a way, we were a wee bit unlucky, but maybe only like 5 to 10%. Otherwise, it was a, a deserved beating. And I know you said the uh, Red Bulls goalie is dire, but I really have no clue how they managed to lose 4 1 to Shakhtar. I mean, I know they changed their manager after that. That must be how embarrassing it was because. When you look at how we should have absolutely hammered Shakhtar, it's just, I know football's a funny old game, as the great Jimmy Greaves used to say, but there's just no way that they could lose 4-1 to Shakhtar at home. It's just incomprehensible to me. And I don't know, I think a lot of people are thinking that we've still got a chance of making it to the last 16 even, and we've got a good chance of beating Leipzig on Tuesday, but I just can't see it. I can just see us bombing forward as ever getting caught and getting Leipzig just acres of room to run, in, run through our hat midfield unopposed and then it's like four against three or something. So, 
I haven't enjoyed the Champions League. I said this in Twitter last night. I know everybody was all hyped up when we won the league about how it was going to be great getting back in the Champions League. But I have to say, I've not enjoyed it at all. And like when Rangers playing Europe, like they'll just try to keep it damage limitations most of the time in the Champions League. But I think our games are probably more frustrating because you can practically guess what's going to happen every game in Europe we play. And it's we did predict it in the last pod. The exact same thing happens every time. And it's worse now because the midfield just gets took out of the game non-stop. It's okay doing that in Scotland for the most part, but Red Bull were just murdering us with the transitions, and I just haven't enjoyed us But in the Champions League at all. Every game, I think, has been either annoying or we've let ourselves down by playing badly. I mean, I hope with all my heart that we can change that starting on Tuesday, but I just kind of see that happening. And I don't know. I don't know if the Celtic team's as good as we all think it is. I mean, okay, it's harsh because I played a team for the Bundesliga, but I'm I'm not really sure how good this Celtic team is really because the team the form seems to have fell through the floor. I take your point, right? That you're saying you don't know how good this Celtic team are. But a few weeks ago, you were saying this might be one of the best Celtic teams that you've seen when we cuff Rangers four 0 after we beat Dundee United nine 0 as well. So I don't want to be that fickle. Way I mean, we're both obviously going to stick with the team. We're not here to get right on our backs and say, oh no, Ange out and drop him, drop him, because we've, you know, we have got to stick by these players. They've given us more good days and bad days, as I've said before. But they do, a lot of them do have to get the finger out. There's certain players in that team that have underperformed now for the past four or five games, and it's just not good enough. You expect far more from them. And the players, John, that when we were drawn with teams like Leipzig and Shakhtar, that you expected them to really step up and you expected them to deliver at this level. Now, again, maybe this is me being unfair. Maybe I expected too much from them. Maybe I expected guys like Juranovic, expected guys like Matt O'Reilly to, you know, really light up the Champions League for us. I know that it's a far higher level than anything they're used to, but they're very good players, John. We saw that last season. Do you know what really got to me last night, John? Last night, right, and I said it to Christian, um, the 90-minute cynic guy, uh, lost in the half space. So often last night, you saw... The fullback for Red Bull Leipzig getting the ball. He passed it back to the keeper. He went back to the fullback, back to the goalie. The goalie would pass it to the centre half and it would go back out to the goalie. Now, Celtic would just press. I mean, it was so amateurish, really. We were just pressing that ball. We just decided to actually dingy, cutting off any of the players. And at one point in the first half, three players, Kyogo, Maeda and Jota, all actually pressed the ball when the keeper had it. The keeper just lofted it in the middle of them all. The centre-half just ran out. Now, Matt O'Reilly and I think Hatati, two players then went for that centre-half. The centre-half just went and bypassed them with like a quick through ball. I think Kevin Campbell took it. And all of a sudden, the full-backs were already joining the wingers in an attack and we were outnumbered. And it led to one of their attacking moves that broke down. But it happened time and time again. And I was screaming at the telly for the manager to change it up because it was happening far too often. And let, I get it right. My fat armchair fan, yeah, okay, I can get a bit emotional watching Celtic and that. But, John, these are the very, very basics here. And if the manager's seen that on the pitch, and it was happening not just once or twice, but it must have happened, I'd say, about eight or nine times. And Red Bull Leipzig were just allowed to do that time and time again. We never changed it up, and that was the biggest concern for me. The systematic press from Celtic just did not work last night, and Red Bull Leipzig just cottoned on to it. We made it so easy for them. And we were just headless. We weren't smart whatsoever with the way we were pressing. And that's why they get so much joy. And that was the biggest frustration for me. The fact that it was just so repetitive. They get so much joy from it. 
and we never learned one bit from it. I think that was what I was texting you about, and that's what I was going furious about in the chat with the guys as well. But I don't know, is it just me? No, it's no. And you know what? I think that it's, these sort of games are easier to take if we just get absolutely hammered. Like, if you look back to when Brendan was managing in the Champions League and we get some absolute hammerings off PSG in Barcelona, like, I think seven and six goals we can see, then fair enough. That's just, they're a better team. But I don't think Leipzig are that good, that's the thing. And I don't want to hark back to when they played Rangers last season, because I think that was a sort of weird situation. But Rangers demolished them. They beat them quite comfortably in the Europa League. But you just knew that when you play, they played us, it was going to be a completely different story. And the thing that really concerns me, there's two things. One, it's the the fact that we keep making the same mistakes in Europe, no matter who the manager is. I mean, select teams are missing chances in Europe. It's happening for years. I mean, you just need to look back to that Copenhagen game when Lenny was the manager, when we missed like three sitters, literally three easy chances in the first like 10 minutes. And we ended up, as usual, making our at Celtic Park. And like last night, some of the chances really were guilty. That one Kyogo had in the box. I think he really should have scored that. But then I think the real bigger thing for me is that, I don't know, something must have happened when they played Real Madrid. It must have took an awful energy out of them because they've just not looked the same ever since and the team's form has just deserted them completely. I really don't think there's a single player there now that's playing to their full potential. Every single player, no, that's no an exaggeration, is struggling there now. For Joe Hart to Kyogo, every single player seems to be all form. Injuries only help them, obviously. But I mean, we've still got like another 11 games to play between now and the break for the World Cup. And unless we really start picking up, I think we're going to not just drop points in Europe, we're going to drop points in Scotland as well. And I, I just don't know what's happened. How I know we were giving the team tons of praise, and rightfully so, when we beat Dundee United 9 0, and then when we slaughtered Rangers 4 0. They were brilliant performances, and rightfully so, the team were getting lauded to the to the heavens, and people were going ballistic over how great we were, rightfully so, but I don't know what happened against Real Madrid. That game must have took a lot out of them emotionally, because, like, who have we played since then? We played, we played well against Shakhtar, should have won that, but every game since then has been poor, and I just don't know what's happened. I, I don't know, I don't know what the problem is, but it's concerning that the team's so badly out of form on a sudden, the fact that you can just flick a switch and all of a sudden the team's in terrible form. And it doesn't help if Cal McGregor's going to boot for ages, which I think is a real concern. I mean, okay, if we talk about that first goal last night, he really should have done much better, just like against Shakhtar. But if you look back to last season, I mean, when he get injured, when they get that face injury in the Scottish Cup against Alloa, every game we played when he was out ended up being a struggle. And I think that could happen again. I mean, even against St. Johnson at the weekend, I mean, we probably should beat them because, let's face it, they're not very good. They get beat to not enough Kilmarnock last night. But there's no guarantee there now. I mean, I think the players will still be knackered. We're playing St. Johnson in like less than 48 hours. We're playing them in great form. We're playing them uh, in Saturday at lunchtime. And I think the players are still going to be knackered. And I don't think CCV will be back. Obviously, Starfield won't he i seen a thing that he might not be back until hopefully the end of October. That's the best case scenario. And I don't think Joe Hart should play, but I think Ange will play him because I still think he'll stick by him, even though he made that terrible mistake. And 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but we need a confidence boosting win against St. Johnston. We really need like a, a four or five nil win so we can rest players before uh, Tuesday night's game. John, if we can talk about Cal McGregor and Joe Hart, the two players that you mentioned there. Cal McGregor, right, for that touch, it's amateur again, right? And we know in a moment in the centre circle where he really should have been taking the booking. Can't get it out of my head why he didn't, why he tried to go for that ball when in the end, you know, it's prodded through and they go up the park and score. I think the way that JJ just bounces off in Kunku as well was just mad. It was like JJ looked tiny next to him as well and Kunku just like sort of shrugged him aside. Joe Hart's like sort of came sprinting out and it was a good it was a good finish, you know. I can't deny that, but so, so, so avoidable in McGregor, although not fully to blame. You've got to say, he has to, you know, hold his hands up for that poor touch and the fact that he didn't take the guy down and we were saying join the Celtic team. As much as we have lauded them in the past, sometimes they're just far too nice as well. And that was an example of it last night. Joe Hart, as we were saying on the last episode, you know, I did say he needed a big performance in Germany. I've been seeing this coming with Joe Hart where he's got it in him just to have an absolute howler. Like the Motherwell game, I don't want to keep covering the old ground. We already know what games and what goals I felt he was culpable for. But that's the way the manager wants Joe Hart to play. And he'll probably do the same thing against St Johnston. And then he'll do the same thing on Tuesday too. The manager isn't going to tell him to go long. Joe Hart's going to be doing that again. And he's got a target on his back now because other teams will start to you know, smell blood in that respect. So I just hope it doesn't cost us again. But that's all down to the manager now, John, and, and who he decides to play and go. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I'm not going to sit and say, yeah, I told you so about Joe Hart because I don't want to be that type of fan. I desperately want Joe Hart to bounce back, get back to the form that we know he's capable of and to win points for us again. Because first and foremost, I just want to see every Celtic player succeed. But I have had massive, massive doubts uh, recently about Joe Hart. And it's just a sticky patch for a lot of the players as well. You get to this point of the season in October and that horrible autumn period, you just have to grind out wins and that's what we're going to have to do on Saturday against St. Johnston. And before we go into that, I mean, you know what, the third goal to... When I look at the back to the third goal last night, you've got Greg Taylor practically playing as a centre half. That switch right over to their right back um, puts in a great ball and Silva's finish is fantastic. But again, if you you know if you've not got a left back who's inverted playing at like centre half or centre mid, and you've got like a natural left back there, that goal probably doesn't happen. That's just my opinion, but um, I know now that that system is what got success last season. That system ain't going to change. It didn't change against Real Madrid didn't change last night and it probably won't going forward and just constantly still going to be playing it. I don't know if he's got the players suited to play that system and get results at that level. We'll just have to wait and see next week. Hopefully, you know, on Tuesday, I'm made to look like an idiot, not for the first time, but I do have my doubts, but it's blind faith getting into that. And I can take your point as well, John, about that game where Leipzig will probably sit in deeper. They'll put players behind the ball. They'll just wait for a moment to strike and they'll kill us with our pace. The level of performance we got against, you know, Real Madrid and certainly against Shakhtar Donetsk in stages, we've just got to take that now against Leipzig. But I, the team, team just need a good win, and not just like a struggle, not just a. I know I said first and foremost it's about three points and grinding out the win, but I think this team would really benefit from like a good three or four nil. Joe Hart would benefit from a clean sheet. Guys like Kyogo and Maeda would benefit from like assists or goals, and I think you know that is just what the team need to know. Um, I haven't lost faith in them whatsoever. I mean, I still, we're still top of the league, John. When you look at the state we were in last season, you look at where we are now, it's still night and day. We're in a good position. We've got a good team. We've got a good manager. It's just a sticky patch for some of the players and every team goes through it. I agree with all that, yes. But it's just weird that this sticky patch has came like, from nowhere. 
there was no nothing on the horizon saying, listen, Celtic are going to perform really badly against St Mirren and Motherwell. Like, where does the performance came from? It's so odd when you look at how complete we were against... Well, I won't really count on Zaytik because that was a weird 9-0, but against Rangers, who are our closest challengers, we just like dismissed them easily. And I just don't know how we've managed to perform so badly since and it can't just all be down to no no Starfield and CZV. Can't be as simple as that. Maybe it is. Um, we'll find out on Saturday and I don't know, this really is a big game as you say. I, I would they the, they the team huge confidence if we manage to like win four or five now have the game won by half time we can take off some of the most important players, rest them up for Tuesday night. But I mean if it's nothing each or we're drawn, let's say, with like ten minutes to go, I think it'll be Panic stations, and I mean, even if we like sneaked a one 0 win in the last minute, I mean, okay, it'd be a good laugh, but that would just end up, I think, throwing up more questions about what's happening to the team. So we need a, a convincing win at the weekend. I'm not going to take any shoot predictions from you for the weekend, all right? I do want to end this on a positive, and it was the goal last night. Now we did score. John the ball from Hitati to Kyogo. Kyogo's composure. His decision making, the way to the pass to feed in Jota, and Jota's finish. I don't want to just gloss over a defeat here, John, of course, and end the podcast on some kind of high because I'm not. Still lost and it feels gutting, especially 24 hours on. Even on a positive note, it was a great finish for Jota and it was a good move. And more of that would be good to see on Tuesday. Just decision making on point. And if we can do more of that, we can hurt Leipzig, I think. That was a great goal. I mean, I don't think Hitati had the best game, but. It was great playing midfield to win the ball. And it was a sort of typical Lange type of goal with a player running in, the team breaking at pace and the attackers like running together and Jota having all that space. And it was a really good finish. He just passed it into the net. And when we equalised that thought, maybe we'll go on and get our first ever win in Germany. Who knows? Ange could talk about it every day like Lenny talks about when we won in Italy every day. But no, it wasn't to be. But it was a... It was an excellent goal. It was a typical Ange type of goal. And I don't know, if, as you say, if we can do that again when we play them on Tuesday night, then maybe we can get a win that would it would put us ahead of Leipzig in the group, don't forget. I mean, I, we're not out yet. I mean, if we beat Leipzig, we're back in third place. Maybe even second place, depending on how Shakhtar going against Madrid. So, it all is not lost. I mean, we've got two home games in a row. I'm hoping we at least get three points, and who knows, maybe we could even get six, and that would be superb. But I'm not holding out much hope after last night. It was uh, it was a bit disappointing, but that's football. Football's a funny old game. We didn't play like Shakhtar and line up 4-1-4-1 against Leipzig last night. That 4-3-3 was deployed, and it's going to be deployed again on Tuesday. We just have to really hope that the players have collectively learned from the mistakes last night and they need to get out of their system because we've got a really important one on Saturday so thanks to everybody for tuning in hopefully this hasn't been too doom and gloom I like to think GigPod we are honest about the team all of us are just genuine fans just want the best for Celtic and can't really sugarcoat last night again try to talk some of the positives and that was the goal but other than that just have to be honest and say it was pretty poor from us same old same old but yeah, I really hope when it comes to talking about the match day four pod next week, and John, you're not going to be on that one, that it's going to be a different one to this, and we're going to be talking about a fantastic Celtic win 
at Celtic Park under the lights and what will hopefully be an unbelievable atmosphere again, like it was against Real Madrid. So, cheers everyone, I'm Stevie. I'll let John take it away and round it off here. So before I do the usual farewell to all the fans, the big question is, well, I'm in London going to the going to the exciting West Ham Fulham game and the even more exciting Lingua Ignota gig. Is Spunk Funk going to make an emotional return to the podcast for the After St. Johnson pod? If he hasn't been jailed on Friday night, then yes, John. <laughs> a beautiful tribute to the great man. Right, so thanks everybody for listening. As usual, you know where to find us on the usual podcast platforms. You can give us five stars, tell us how good we are and Sorry if we were a tad doom and gloom in this episode, we tried to be honest, as we always are, but who knows, hopefully when we do the pod after the Leipzig game at home, we'll be talking about another wonderful Celtic European night, we can only hope. So, we'll be back after this St. Johnson game, or Stevie and Spunkphone will, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GigPod, where Stevie will no doubt have some good tweets and posts that people misconstrue as usual, but what can you do? We'll be back after this St. Johnson game, we'll speak to you all soon, and hail hail. Podcast Network.